everyone. Welcome to the second season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring indie and small press authors with host Emma Pulova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chalene, The Lowell Ledger, and Modern History Press. Together, we've been bringing you homegrown stories for more than 120 years. That's a lot of storytelling. Today, I have two very special guests, children's author, Summer Porter, and her niece illustrator, Maggie Chambers. Speaking directly from the setting of the delightful book, A Mouse Tale on Mackinac Island. Summer was an elementary teacher for over 25 years and her favorite subject was creative writing. Maggie graduated from Mackinac Island Public School and earned her FBA in 2015 from Elma College. Summer will announce the details of the book giveaway after the reading at the end of the interview. Hello, Summer and Maggie. How are you? We're fine. How are you, Emma? Good. What is it like right now on Mackinac Island? You well, are on Island? Yes, we're both on Mackinac Island right now, and it is a cold and rainy, foggy day. But tomorrow it's supposed to be sunny and beautiful. So we're, we're curled up inside, <laughs> staying warm. <laughs> And Maggie, for you, it's your hometown, right? The island? Yep, this is my hometown. I, I grew up on Mackinac Island 18 years of my life, graduated from the high school. Um, so this, this is my childhood home. Nice. Okay, let's join the Little Mouse family on this unique island adventure. Who came up with the idea for this story? And how did it evolve from an idea to the finished product? Whoever wants to go first. I think it, um, I gave it a life and it came out of a very strange time in my life when I was driving a car and I was very frustrated because I um, was bored and the weather was bad and I just needed to do something to settle my mind. And I have a passion for Mackinac. And I thought, I wonder if anybody's ever written a book for Mackinac Island about anything other than horses, because we all know about the horses. Right. So then I just really just kind of I couldn't write while I was driving. I had three more hours. So I wrote it in my head. And then when I got to Arizona, I sketched it out and I thought, I wonder if this has legs. And I'll tell you the truth. If Maggie Chambers hadn't agreed to be my illustrator, this book would still be laying in my bag with dust. Because when I thought about it, I thought, I wonder if Maggie Chambers would be interested. And when Maggie said yes, that's when this book came to life. So that's pretty much the story of the mice. And then between meeting Victor, which was amazing, um, we worked through COVID which was a wonderful thing to do through the whole COVID process with Maggie in Washington, DC, me in Colorado or Arizona, and then Victor in, of course, Michigan. And we worked together and somehow this just happened. It's just an amazing experience. It's been a wonderful journey. How long did this journey take the entire process? Ooh, I can take that one. Um, about two years in total. So Summer um, called me on the phone and said, hey, I have this idea for a story. And this was probably maybe two weeks before the pandemic hit. So we had mm -hmm. no idea what was what was coming. Oh, yeah. 
And she told me the story of the mouse family and how they traveled to Mackinac Island. And I was like, wow, Summer, this is a really cute story. I've never heard anything like it before. And so we, you know, we didn't make any big decisions then and there. We just sat with the story, but then the pandemic hit and we're like, oh my gosh, we were just holding on for dear life. Mm -hmm. Um, So the story took a little break, but we never forgot about it. And so we used the pandemic to very slowly work on it here and there. I would send her sketches every now and then. And it was just a very slow, but gentle process. And then um, it wasn't until uh, last winter that we really kicked it into gear and said, let's finish this book. Yeah. Yay. And the locations, uh, the Windermere Hotel. Why the Windermere? You think that's the family? Go ahead. Yeah. So I want to take that one. <laughs> I want this is the her family hotel. So All right. yes, the whole the whole book is very close to our family. Um, so mm-hmm. my whole family has lived on Mackinac Island for generations and generations. And the Windermere Hotel is my family's hotel. Um, and so I grew up, I grew up in this hotel working for the hot dog stand across the street and working at the front desk. My brothers and sisters have all worked at the hotel as well, um, and continue to. So we knew that it would be a great place in the book for our mice family to call home. Um, and it's just, it's just a beautiful bright yellow hotel right on the water on main street, Mackinac Island. And it's super historic. Um, and it, it feels like you're stepping back in time. Sure does. I read the book. I have it right here. <laughs> they send it to me. I'm really enjoying Aww. it. Yeah. Yay. Thank you, Victor. And I love the fact that you also have human characters in the book, like the Doc Porter, Robert, and then you have the mayor, actually, right? Margaret? Yes. Yeah. Tell me how that came about. How did you pick these characters? I think um, when I was creating the story, it, it was, um, I wanted it to honor the island. And that was my big, one of my big pushes all along. I wanted to give a gift to the island. And the best thing I could do was a story. And so to include special people like Robert, who's Maggie's brother, who was oh, a dog cool. porter, but that handsome dog porter. But now when you see Robert, he's probably going to greet you at the Windermere Hotel. So, um, and then Margaret, who owns the hotel, the Dowd family has, oh, I don't even know how many years the Windermere has. Oh man, I don't know. Generations. 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 Yeah. So I really felt it was important to just include and and another little funny story is when you read the part about the the post office yes yes and when max sneaks up there and the postmaster comes out that's a real that's our real true postmaster right now and she's very proud she's become famous she's already done some signings herself so i think when you think about Mackinac island it's such a there's such a heartbeat to it it's so family oriented and it's just full of so much love and spirit. And I think including our family and it, I don't know, but the mice actually look like my family. I, when, I, <laughs> when I look at um, Papa Mouse and Mama Mouse, it actually looks like my um, brother-in-law and my sister to me. Which are my parents. Which are her parents. Which are your parents. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the whole family's involved in this yeah. book. We tried to sneak in as many little details that that true islanders would recognize. And yeah, you know, I use my my family as as inspiration. Um, and yeah, it it made the the process really fun and mm-hmm. and easy. Yes. Yeah. And these are actually charming scenes that you have created. So tell me about the process of creating the scenes. Well, I, I just, it. here's the post office scene, right? Here it is. How did you go about it? This well, I'm, I'm going to say like a script. It's I love I, it. I'm going to say something first, and I want Maggie to take over. But mm-hmm. you know, when you write something, you I I can do a little bit of art, but I'm not great. But I had a I had the whole time what I thought it could look like, what I wanted it to look like. So somehow, magically, with Maggie's talent, when I just gave her the words, she took what was going on in my brain and she took the, I don't, I never knew it would be this amazing. Her pictures, her illustrations, the way she created the mice and gave them personalities, never in a million years could anyone have done that, but Maggie Chambers. So I wanted to say that. Oh, well, thank you. Um, it is amazing. <laughs> I'm very impressed. How about the jobs? How did you come up with the jobs for the mice? Oh, well, the, all the jobs were, were Summer's yeah, idea. All the writing was me. Yeah. Um, I, but talk about your art. Well, the, the process of illustrating was, I mean, it was really fun. So, you know, I have a full-time job as a designer. So this was totally just a passion project that I would do outside of my, my full-time job. And so I just thought of it as like, wow, how can I use this to unwind and relax and have fun with it? And so I never put too much pressure on myself. And because we didn't have, you know, a crazy timeline, I just took my time with it. And so I started off with some really tiny, rough sketches and sat with those for a while. And then I would come back to it, revisit, make um, my sketches a little bit more refined and uh, a little bit more detailed. And then pretty soon I could just really visualize the entire story through these sketches. And it just kind of kept getting more detail. I kept adding more color. Um, and then I started sharing it with people and it just, it just started to take on a life of its own. Um, especially when I would share it with like my mom or my sister, they would say, Oh, that's really cute. You should add a sailboat here, or maybe you should like mm-hmm. add a little here. So when I was sharing it with my friends and family, they were able to put in their, their input and add little special details that they wanted to see. But Summer's story was so I could just picture it very clearly. And so I could almost just see what this would look like sitting out, sitting on the shelf at the Windermere hotel. And I could see it in a child's hand before, before Mm -hmm. it been finished. And so it just felt really natural. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted the jobs to really um, in like, they really are things that people would do here. Like really, and truly I've spent so many summers and even some winters on this Island at the Windermere Hotel, people do sit out there at night and have crackers and okay. maybe some. And so it probably does need cleaning. So perfect job for father. They're re- they really do have breakfast. And then they go out and see the beautiful island. A perfect job for mother. And Max, he's a boy. Max, he had to be mischievous. Mm-hmm. He had to be curious. And the babies, um, they're just babies. So they do <laughs> what babies do. But um as we develop our books, maybe the 
Maisie and Millie, the babies will have jobs too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, and to honor the island too, I think everyone who lives and lives on Mackin Island, they, everyone works really hard. They work very hard. And, and I think just for the mice to, to find jobs and to love their jobs and to, to have pride and mm. living on Mackinac Island and working hard to live on Mackinac Island is just, is just another, yeah. um, another way to honor Mackinac. Mm -hmm. And I also like the scene from the bookstore where oh, they yeah. find their enemy and they have to escape from there. I really enjoyed that one. I've been inside that bookstore many, many times. Yes. I yeah. love that. Yes. Yes, a spooky cat. Yeah, <laughs> a spooky cat, Charlie, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Mary Jane Barnwell, who is co-owner of the bookstore, is just a, a true island legend. And to honor her, we ask not only um, if we could use her bookstore, but she also um, gave us a not a shout out, a recommend um, endorsement. Well, she, yeah, she endorsed endorsement. Yeah. Endorsement. So we're you know we're doing this. For Mary Jane too, you know, because okay. she's carrying our book. But there's actually a little um, secret in the library. Yeah, scene. there's a secret. All of our endorsers, um, they all have mm -hmm. a, a, a book published in some way or another, and so we snuck the title of their books in the in the books in the library scene. So if you look really closely, you'll see all of our endorsers. Yeah, um, in the library scene. Yeah. We gave them a shout out. Mm -hmm. And there's also the town crier, if you look closely as well, which is the local newspaper. Oh, yeah. I know the local newspaper. Okay. Oh, and Maggie, <laughs> detail, she even gave credit to the cleaning ladies at the Windermere Hotel by... Um, putting their eight, their little, their names, the mm -hmm. ladies, that are, what are yeah. the Gila? Gila, Beth and Deb. They've worked at the Windermere hotel for as long as I can remember. And they keep the place. Oh, I yeah. So we had, we had to, we had to include their names in there as well. So, so that they're actually, um, yeah, people are asking if they can sign the books and it's just really cute to see how everyone wants to get signatures of all the people who are in the and book. And you also managed to get in uh, the island staple, the fudge. <laughs> you got in the fudge. Tell us about that, how you got that in the book. I think um, the fudge boxes. So I think there were times that Maggie and I would call each other and just throw ideas out. But it's funny because Maggie was always one step ahead. And I just was thinking, okay, so when they get into the Windermere and they get into their little room, wouldn't it be cute? And I think Maggie just finished my sentence. Wouldn't it be cute, Maggie said, if they slept in fudge boxes. <laughs> and I, it was always from like just rolled that way. Okay. Or Maggie would have an idea and I'd say, I thought about that this morning. So yeah, the fudge boxes. And you'll notice that we didn't put a specific type of fudge. We're not being political in this. We're not doing a <laughs> I show. I hope not, please. <laughs> rivals, I mean, they are pink, but all okay. fudge on Mackinac Island is delicious. Um, it's just what you prefer. But Maggie had an, an eye for detail. If you mm -hmm. look at her pictures, you can spend 10 minutes just finding new details. Yep. Um, it's just amazing. So there's the fudge boxes and Max is jumping up and down because he's a boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, now from each one of you, what have you learned about yourself from this whole process? Whoever wants to go first. 
I'll go first. Um, I've learned that if you dream about something and you, you, it, do, it doesn't matter when it hits you in life, mm-hmm. it could be 20s, your 30s, your 40s, you could even be in your 60s mm-hmm. um, and you're passionate about it and you're pers- persistent mm-hmm. and you give it your all, you can succeed. And I don't know if I've ever had something like this happen in my life that um, I really didn't think I could do it. And certainly I couldn't have done it without Maggie, but I've learned um, and I hope this is an inspiration for anybody in their senior years. Um, don't ever give up on your dreams. What, no matter how big or small, you can do it. That's, that's what I've learned. Absolutely. How about you, Maggie? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. How to top that. Um, <laughs> what did I learn about myself? I think, you know, just being able to work on a project for, for such a long period of time. I think a lot of the, the projects that I've done in the past have been, you know, maybe a couple months or a week or a day. And so the mm-hmm. fact that we had this project to work on for over two years and I had this time and space to debt, to pour all of my love for Mackinac Island into this one project was, was just so special. And I think I learned so much about what I'm capable of and how you, you keep the creativity and the passion for the project alive, you know, through months and seasons and pandemics and, you know, moving and life is changing. So I think just like really holding on to the idea, um, that summer, planted in into this world and believing in it and believing that this is worthwhile this we're putting something good into the world and I think that was just the fire that that kept this project going and I just yeah I just I I just want to do more I want to I want to illustrate more children's books because I think it was just such a beautiful long process that I've I've never had the chance to work on something well I hope you do more thank you thank you thank you you. From each one of you, what sets you apart from other children's authors and, in Maggie's case, illustrators? What sets us apart? Um, I think it. I I've really I've been working at writing for quite a while, Emma, but nothing stuck. You know, I have a few ideas and I had a few concepts, and they just didn't stick. And so I think what sets this story apart and uh, spoiler, but there might be another one or there might be another two. Um, I just think I, what sets me apart is I finally found my niche. Mm-hmm. I finally found what, you know, maybe like an, uh, so a writer, uh, art, maybe a, probably a musician, a painter. Mm-hmm. They, they dabble at those things for years and years and years. And they don't have that big hit. They don't have that big magic. Yeah. And I think, I think this story was waiting for me. I think uh, anything else I tried would have been mildly successful, but I think this story was waiting for me and, um, and then Maggie. And I think that's what sets this whole story apart. And uh, I do think it honors the island. I think tourists are going to truly enjoy grabbing a copy and always having a piece of the island with them, you know, with the vocabulary and the little journeys. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes it a little bit special. Yeah. And for, and for me, Maggie? Yeah, I, I would say what, what makes me different 
than other illustrators is I, I come from a pretty extensive design background. So in addition to doing the illustrations, I actually designed the book as well. Like I laid out each page. Oh, I, did, I did the typesetting. And so it was, I mm -hmm. kind of had to, to not just think about the illustrations, but how the book feels in your hand and the cover and all of those things. So I think it was my design background in addition to my illustration skills that really made this feel um, like such a special project, I was able to combine two skills into one. Yes. And where will you be presenting this book? Obviously on the island, I assume. Yes. Yes. That's where you're going to be launching the book. Yes. So if you're going to be on Mackinac this weekend, we have three book signings. Um, do you want to tell the dates and where they're yeah, at? Go ahead. Sure. Yes. Yeah. The dates. Yeah, we'll give them. Yep. Here so we we'll, go. So we'll be, um, that, that's the reason why we're on Mackin Island right now. So our first uh, book signing is on Saturday from one to three at the Island Bookstore. And that's um, on Main Street, Mackin Island. And then our next book signing is on Sunday from 11 to one at the Watercolor Cafe. And that is also on Main Street, but it's this cute little cafe owned by one of my best friends um, where you can sit by the water and get a nice treat and then come buy a book. And then our last book signing is on Monday, which is Memorial Day from 1 to 3 p.m. And that's at the Windermere Hotel. And so you'll actually see the hotel that the Mice family live in and we will be there and Margaret will be there and some characters from the book will be there. And so it'll be a great meet and greet. Uh, hopefully we'll have some cookies and lemonade mm. and we would love to see everyone there. Yeah, so if you're on Mackinac, come see us. How about the mice family? Are they going to be there? Well, I see them. I don't know if anybody else does, but I... We we have a couple little stuffed mice. They're not, they're not the exact characters, but there will be mice there. <laughs> I see, I see them. I know they're there. See them too. Okay. Them? <laughs> and they're sneaky. They're sneaky little mice. They are. And they're a little shy, so they might be hiding. And how important is reading in the summertime for kids now that we're heading into the summer break? So this book comes right in time for that. So tell us a little bit how this will motivate kids to read in the summertime. When Emma, they're out of school. Being a, a elementary school teacher for many years and now a grandmother, I still don't think there's anything more important than reading. Yes. And I don't care if it's comic books, reading on a Kindle. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't care what you're, I don't care if you're, what you're doing, just read, read, read. And so absolutely. I think this is coming along at a wonderful time. There'd be to me to have a tourist come over and take the money that they're going to spend on yes. a um, souvenir mm -hmm. and put it in a book for their child that they'll have forever. And then that child can go away with those beautiful memories of that's where I was. And I saw that mm -hmm. I met Robert and I saw that hotel and I, you know, I bought fudge and I saw the horses. I, I just think reading it, no matter what happens. And I know technology is huge, but children need to read. And if they see their parents read, mm -hmm. then they're going to read and they mm -hmm. see grandma read, then they're going to read. So I think reading with our children, I don't, it's one of the most important things we can do this summer. So that's a, that's a great question. All right. How about if you read to us? Each one of you. Okay, we're going to take turns. Yeah, take turns. All right. We would like to present to you 
A Mouse Tale on Mackinac Island by Summer Porter and Maggie Chambers. Do we do the dedication? Sure, go for it. For Mackinac Island, our dedication. For Mackinac Island, which gives so much to so many, and for the people who call it home. Here we go. Oh, do you want me to get your glasses? Yes. There, I'm good. There are many tales about Mackinac Island, stories of battles fought at Fort Mackinac, horse-drawn carriages, delicious fudge shops, and the historic Grand Hotel. But this story is quite different from the rest and known only to a few lucky islanders. So settle in and listen to A Mouse Tale on Mackinac Island. All right. On a warm morning in early summer, a ferry was making one of its regular trips to the island. It was filled with excited tourists. Their noses pressed to the windows to get a first glimpse of the waiting island. The boat also carried a handful of native islanders with their supplies for the busy season ahead. No one on the ferry knew that down below in the luggage area, nestled in the bales of hay for the island horses, was a very special family of mice. First, it was Father Mouse. He always wore a tweed cap with a vest, and he loved cheese. Next, there was Mother Mouse. She wore a white apron, sang lullabies, and adored sweets. Then there was Max, the oldest son. He was curious and loved to collect stamps. And finally, there were Millie and Maisie, the twins, twin baby girls. They loved to eat, sleep, and cry. Father Mouse heard that Mackinac Island would be the perfect place to start a new life. And Mother Mouse figured the best way to get there would be to travel in the bales of hay. The ride was long and bumpy, but soon the ferry pulled into the dock. First, the passengers unloaded. Then came the bales of hay with the Mouse family safely hidden inside. After the bales were lifted onto a dray, Father Mouse let his family quickly to the corner of a big building. It was time for the brave little mice to venture out. Bikes zipping up and down the street, people bustling in and out of the shops, horse-drawn carriages, clippity-clopping in, in front of them, the tiny noses of the mouse family filled with the glorious smell of sweet chocolate fudge and the musky smell of horses. The weary mouse family stood in the street, wondering what to do when Max spotted a sign. The island bookstore, father and mother mouse agreed that a bookstore would be a fine place for the family. They picked up their suitcases and carefully crossed the busy street together. They spotted an open window around the back of the store climbed up to it and slipped into their new home. They found themselves in a large storeroom with stacks of colorful books and magazines. The family spent the whole day searching for paper scraps to use as bedding and small crumbs for food. The family was exhausted from their travels and settled in for the night. Soon the store lights shut off and mother, Max, Millie and Maisie quickly fell asleep. Father was just starting to doze, feeling happy about their new home when he heard a voice say, Good night, Charlie. You're on duty now. Dad wondered, Charlie, who could that be? Suddenly, a strange shadow appeared at the door and crawled closer to the mouse family's bed. Ooh. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, no. 
a big hungry cat. Father quickly and quietly alerted his family. And without a squeak, they grabbed their suitcases and slipped out the window into the night. They found a park bench with an empty popcorn box underneath. And the tired mouse family went to sleep, dreaming of better days ahead. At sunrise the next morning, the sleepy mice returned to the peaceful streets of Mackinac Island to continue their to continue their search. As they walked, Max spotted the post office. Mother thought that would be a cozy and safe place to call home. Father led his family to the door and they quietly slipped inside. Mother found some squishy bubble wrap and soft tissue paper for beds and went to work setting up their new home. I love this. <laughs> the post office seemed like a perfect home for the family. While everyone was busy, Max crept into the main office and could not believe his little mouse eyes, rolls and rolls of stamps. Max was so busy licking the delicious stamps, he did not hear the back door open. The postmaster took one look at Max and shrieked, get out of here. As she picked up her broom, Max flew off the counter as fast as he could and the family wasted no time packing up to get back on the streets to find a new place to live. At that very moment, a handsome young dock porter came riding along, carrying suitcases in his bike basket. He noticed the mouse family, who looked very sad and lost, so he pulled over on his bike. Hello, he said. My name is Robert. Can I help you get somewhere? Well, that's the problem, Father Mouse replied. I've brought my family to this wonderful island to start a new life, and we're having trouble finding a home. I see, replied Robert, scratching his head. Hey, I've got an idea. I work at a hotel, and I think it would be the perfect place for your family. The owner is kind and always looking for hard workers. It sounds wonderful, Father Mouse squeaked. It's settled then. Robert scooped the family up in his hand, plopped them in the bike basket, and off they went. They rode down the street, Robert smiling while Father Mouse held his family tightly. In no time, they were stopping in front of a big yellow Victorian hotel with bright red flowers, a white fence, and a sign that said, The Windermere Hotel. Okay, we're going to stop it here because Great. we're running out of time. And plus, we don't want to give it all away. Yeah. No, you know, we, don't wanna, we don't want to give it away. It just no. occurred to me. Plus, we're running out of time. All right, giveaway. Details of your giveaway. Yes. So our giveaway, the first person to send us a message on the Mouse Tale of Mackinac Island Facebook page uh, will receive a, a free signed copy of A Mouse Tale on Mackinac Island. So all you have to do is go on Facebook and search A Mouse Tale on Mackinac Island and send us a message on, on the Facebook page. Yes. Right. We'll sign it. Yep. We'll sign it. And now parting shots from each one of us. You go first. You are my guest. Your goodbyes, takeaways from the guests. What do you want our listeners to remember? I would like our listeners to, um, if you can't make it to Mackinac this summer, please get a copy of our book and let Mackinac come to you. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, and I for everyone who's listening, just if you, you know, 
explore your creativity. If you have an idea, put it out in the world, um, collaborate with your family and just, just have fun with whatever project you do. And we hope that a mouse tail on Mackinac Island finds its way into your home. It's charming. Thank, Thank you. you. And from me, buy indie, read indie and write indie. Read your local newspaper for inspiration and explore small presses. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.